Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Pete. We are your hosts. I'm Spen. He's Pete. It's a Brooklyn Nets podcast. If you're listening, episode 172. And Pete, it's a special night. October 30th, 2023, the day before Halloween. And the Brooklyn Nets' first victory of the young season. Round of applause. Love it. 133 121 over the Charlotte Hornets on the road. Uh, I don't want to say the words must win. I don't. But there were only four teams in the NBA who hadn't won before tonight. And I'll tell you this I did not want to be the last team with no win in that win column. So we got one. Uh, we beat a Hornets team. I don't want to call them a good Hornets team. This does not look like the team that. That made the playoffs, was it last year or two years ago where they were in the playoffs? I don't remember. Uh, LaMelo Ball, they're supposedly their best player. He had a terrible game. So I, I don't want to celebrate too much, Pete, because I think the Hornets suck as a basketball team. But I'm, I'm proud of our Nets for the performance they put up tonight. I am. Oh, yeah, definitely. It wasn't a must win. Bro, you could win. You could lose the first 10 games in a row. And you could still win an NBA championship. Is it likely? No. But these games are not must-wins. But I know what you're saying because we've had a couple games that were a little shaky, so it was nice to get one, right? Is that what you're feeling? I I am feeling that way. Nets Twitter was getting a little restless. I was starting to to see the Jacques Vaughn criticism come up. Um, Fair, though. No, I didn't contribute too much to that because it was two games – and and also you can't undermine the brilliance of you know superstar players like Donovan Mitchell and Luka Doncic, and we'll get to those games. Absolutely. But first, I want to break down this one thirty three one twenty one victory, uh, and let's start with you know the best player on our team through three games. It's it's not debatable. It's Cam Thomas. Three thirty point games. He had thirty three in this one. Ryan Rucco said something, Pete, and I hadn't thought about this, and we hadn't talked about this on the podcast yet, and. Granted, this is the first episode we're doing since the regular season started. But he said that, you know, we saw this from Cam Thomas last year, the 40-point games. We we saw that. But the way he's getting to 30 this year, he's not shooting 30-40%. Tonight, he was 10 of 17 from the field, 12 of 14 from the free throw line, Pete. He got to the line 14 times. He's getting into the paint. He's getting fouled. He's finishing around the rim. His offensive game, it's rounding out because you know his mid-range is deadly. So now he can take it to the rack. Now he can use his body, and he can hit the three occasionally. You know, that's the one part of his game I think he can work on. But just what an offensive performance from him, Pete. There's one play. I I think it's his go-to signature move, and I just want to bring this up, and and then I want to hear your reaction to the brilliance of Cam Thomas. (laughs) He takes it to the left side of the hoop, and with his right shoulder – he guards, he, he basically blocks off the defender, turns toward the basket, shoots it righty using his shoulder as a guard between him and him and the defender. I've never seen that before. Or at least not, you know, to, to, to put the, the shoulder closest to the basket and shoot with that arm and be able to get that over basically anyone. That was extremely impressive. He hit a few of those tonight. Uh, I'm just amazed by Cam Thomas. 
Oh, yeah. You know, it's been three games. He's led the team in scoring all three games. And it kind of makes you think, like, what was going on last year? Uh, Jay from BK made this very interesting comment in spaces. And I don't know. I don't. I want to hear what you what you think about this. He said, Cam Thomas is a top 20 scorer in the NBA right now. Do you believe that? Yeah, through three games. Yeah, you can't disagree with that. Not Just based on the numbers? No, 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 no. Or Wait, three games. Is he a top 20 scorer in the NBA? Just scoring. He might be. That's a lot. That's saying a he lot, might. though. But you know what? He's backed it up, right? Okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's better than Jalen Brunson, but is he a better scorer than anyone on the Knicks? I think he might be. I agree. I think I think he might be the best basketball scorer in New York right now. But the thing is, okay, so let's say you know they have, we have video games, right? They have like 80 ratings, 100 ratings. So we can all agree his uh, scoring has to be what in the 90s. But the thing is. What about the other things? What about the rebounding? What about the passing? Do you care about the rebounding? Do you care about the passing? Do you care about the hustle plays? Do you care about the defense when his scoring is at such a high level? Does, does he even uh, need that? Like, you know? he, he, he doesn't, but his defense has been a lot better this season. Um, he, he, he had some, some nice stretches in this game. He had some good stretches against Doncic in that Dallas Mavericks game. Uh, it doesn't need to be. Pete, but he's making the right basketball play a lot of the time. I mean, two assists, two rebounds. If he's your number one scorer, you live with those numbers, knowing that, by the way, the rest of the Brooklyn Nets ate tonight. So as, as great as Cam Thomas was, Mikhail Bridges, 24 points, 10 of 13 from the field, one of three from three-point land. Now, he didn't really impose his will throughout this game consistently. It was more... You know, he, he'd, he'd get a few here. He'd get a few there. The presence of Cam Thomas was just, it was more dominant than Mikhail Bridges tonight. But like everyone on Nets Twitter has said, Mikhail Bridges was a pretty good number two. Um, really efficient game from him. Three of three from the line. Seven rebounds, four assists. Five turnovers for Mikhail. The, the one, that one sequence in the second quarter, he had two turnovers back to back and then another yeah. You know, then another a few plays later, uh, careless by him. And you don't want to see that from your leaders. That bothered me. Um, but overall, he was he was our second best player tonight. Dorian Finney-Smith chipped in 19, four of nine from three-point land for him. He's had a good start to the season, Pete. I, I was down on Dorian Finney-Smith in the preseason. I was, but he's been pretty good through three games. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? Everyone was worried about him. I'm not going to lie. Like I was worried about him, too. He was shooting 40% from three coming from Dallas. He comes to Brooklyn. not Doesn't shoot well, right? I think we all could agree that he was maybe forcing it, putting up some clunkers. But in this role, the last two games, as, you know, the, the small ball five, like, holy shit, does it open up everything. It's kind of scary. It is scary, man. And he's playing in rhythm, too. That's the other thing. A lot of these shots, they're wide open rhythm shots that he just he makes in his sleep. Uh, so he was on the cusp of 20 tonight. Real quick, back to Mikhail Bridges. So so 24 in this one, but two not-so-great games to start the season, especially that second game. Um, are you? Do you still think that Mikhail has all-star potential or with the way things are trending three games in, is he, just, is he not really close yet? That's a good question. Uh, first game, 114-113, uh, calved over the Nets, played 36 minutes. It was 6-12. And like, like, let's face it, man. He looked very ordinary. It looked like the guy from last year that that was 
you know, uh, I should say guy from last year in the playoffs because he was very good in the regular season. But um, it looks like when he's the focus of a defense, there's something there that he, I, I don't know. I don't know if he could get over the hump over there. But I think, like you said before, is he the perfect number two? Absolutely. He might be like the 2A, the whatever you want to do. He's the perfect sidekick. But the thing is, who's going to be, you know, who's going to be the one, right? Do you believe he's an all-star? I th- I got to answer your question. I do think he will, like, you know, bring it together. But um, all these guys that were on FIBA on the USA team were struggling a little bit to start the year. So we'll see. I think so. Yes, though. Very long-winded answer. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. R- right now, Cam Thomas, this is his team. Now I'll say this. You're talking about 2K ratings. Mikhail's yeah. rebounding is better than um, Cam Thomas. Mikhail's yeah. defense is better than Cam Thomas. A lot better. Mikhail, Mikhail's an all-around probably better basketball player right now than Cam Thomas, but Cam Thomas can score the basketball better than anyone on this team, and it's not close. It's not. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be this efficient night in, night out, not make only two turnovers tonight, and one of them was was late in the fourth. Really, you know, he had one turnover for most of the game. Um, and and look, the other thing you have to understand is it Cam Thomas being this dominant, it opens up things for Mikhail. Like you said, if he can be that second guy that that the team's not as worried about as trying to slow down Cam Thomas, he could cook. If he's not getting double teamed. He's not, you know, he's not bad. He can beat guys off the dribble a little bit. So love to see that. We, we talked about DFS. Um, do we want to talk Ben Simmons? Do we want to get into his his overall game? This is going to be a long conversation, but yeah, I, I, I think I do. We've talked about this and, you know, I, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off over here, man. It's, it's so, I got to, I got to give this, I got to give this, man, it's going to pain me to hear all the at, you know, adding me on tweet, on Twitter after all this. But I think Spencer Dinwiddie is just better at point guard right now than Ben Simmons. He doesn't look comfortable. He's not going to the hoop. And let's face it, every time he drives, I can almost predict that he's going to kick it out. And let's face it, he goes, he gets the ball, he tries to drive, he gets stood up half the time. And when he gets stood up, he does that little push hook shot. And it's just so frustrating. I'm just so flustered by this man because I feel like everything is there, but it just doesn't fit with this team. I think that, and and I I appreciate your uh you you ranting there a little bit. I kind of I had, agree. Got to get you. that off. Sorry. I, no, you're good. I kind of agree with you. Uh, stat line wasn't bad. Eleven points, oh. five of six from the field, ten rebounds, eight assists. He was two assists shy of a triple double. Two turn two turnovers, one block. Um, but the timidness. He went to the rim on a, on a few occasions, a few fast breaks. He had a dunk tonight. I uh, had a layup to start the game. But there was a moment, I think it was the third quarter, where the Nets were up 8 or 10, and he took that running jump push shot that you're talking about, and it went in. And, you know, I said, okay, that's the first time I've seen him hit that shot. But we were up 10. There's not really pressure to shoot that shot. If it's a tie ball game, is he making that shot? It's weird. When he takes it, he goes like like 50% speed, and it looks like he's kind of just throwing it up. Right? It's almost like a Euro snap. There was a sequence. So look, not a terrible game for Ben. I'm not, we're not ripping you. Here's the thing, Pete. And this is what I wanted to say in the beginning. And I kind of lost my train of thought. Everyone's expectations of Ben Simmons are different. Guys like me and you, maybe it it was a little bit of a, you know, 
a fairy tale. We wanted to see the Ben Simmons from Philadelphia. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. We might see someone close to that, but we're not going to see that guy who was dominating basketball games with Joel Embiid. So you temper your expectations a little bit. Can he be a fantastic role player on this team? And can he get guys like Cam Thomas and um, Mikhail Bridges going and Dorian Finney-Smith, get them open shots and Royce O'Neal? He can. He can be sort of the engine that makes this Nets choo-choo train go. For all those Thomas the Tank Engine fans, right? So I, I get what you're saying in terms of like Dinwiddie is more of a threat offensively than Ben Simmons is, but Ben Simmons might be more of that engine that this team team needs to go. He might be that more than Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know. And I'll tell you this, Dinwiddie played the first 13 minutes of the game. He got hurt, left, did not return with an ankle injury. Team seemed pretty functional without him. And there's a big reason for that, Pete. Two words. Actually, three. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Lonnie Walker came in off the bench. He missed his first, I think, three or four shots, but they were wide open. A lot of guys in the NBA would stop shooting. Now he kept going. 19 points, six of 13 from the field, three of seven from three. He was four of six from the line. He got to the line six times. In 29 minutes, he almost scored 20 points. Uh, he is an offensive force off the bench that the Nets have not had in a minute. And, and you know, the guy last season who would come in and give them buckets was Cam Thomas. He never really played once the team was whole. No, Lonnie Walker is going to get time. He is one of the more gifted offensive guys in this Nets team. And unfortunately, Pete, for your boy Spence, Lonnie makes his minutes a little expendable. We'll see what happens with the injury. But um, I just think with this team, everything is still so fluid. Everything's so experimental. It is. You know, this could change tomorrow, right? In a week, we could be saying something totally different. We really, we well, really could. You're right. And that's why I love the depth on this team, right? We, we are one of the more deep teams in the NBA. We didn't even that. mention. You, you go, go ahead. Go, go. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we, we, didn't, we didn't mention Royce O'Neal coming off the bench with eight. Dayron Sharp had 11 points in 10 minutes, although he was in foul trouble. He had five fouls, almost fouled out of the game. Uh, those two guys came and gave the Nets great minutes. And then Dennis Smith Jr. in 14 minutes, it wasn't necessarily about the points. He only had three, but his tenaciousness on defense, covering Terry Rozier, covering LaMelo Ball, slowing those guys down. Trendon Watford, Harry Giles III, who had pretty good preseasons, they have not played yet, right? And they had good preseason minutes. So my point is, this Nets team is deep. We're still missing Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton. And like you said, we don't know who's going to – maybe Dinwiddie comes back and he takes the role from Ben Simmons. Who knows? But the fact that we have so many high IQ caliber players on this team, it gets me excited and it makes wins like these make a lot of sense. You know, you, you say like the team is is deep. And uh, I, I, I kind of look at the stats. I look at the roster and I say this. Isn't that the roster is deep, or is that all these guys are similar in talent, right? It's it's saying you got to think about it this way, right? If someone leaves, uh, like a Claxton, is there really going to be depth at center after? Like Sharp had a great game today, I think, at eight points, 11 rebounds, great game. But it looks like the Nets are kind of tired of him already. He only played, uh, I forgot how many minutes. He played definitely under 20 minutes, which you kind of expect a little bit more. when You're talking about Dayron? Right? Dayron played 10 minutes. There you go. I thought I was going to say 11 minutes, but uh, yeah. Like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know about the depth thing. I think there are guys who can step up, but I don't know if the depth is as good as we think it is. 
I think I think it absolutely is. I just think they play they play small ball more. No, but they they might not be the deepest team in the front court. But when it comes to small ball, guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, those guys excel. Ben Simmons is a big man on this team. He's also the point guard. Like the way this team is constructed, look, check out the the numbers. Right, forty nine of eighty seven from the field. They shot fifty six percent today. 36% from three, only 12 to 33 from three. They did not have a great night shooting the ball, but what they did do, they limited Charlotte to 26% from three, eight of 31 from three point land. Charlotte shot 49%. Um, we beat Charlotte in every single quarter in this game, except the second quarter. Uh, so look, I do think that this team is deep. We put up 133 basketball points, basketball points. Listen to me. It's fucking late. Uh, one 133 points without Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton. I think that's damn impressive. Um, and we scored a hundred points with without Cam Thomas. Take away his 33 points. That was still a hundred points by the Nets. Uh, any final thoughts on this game before we move forward and we talk about gotta talk about those first two losses, too. Well, that's it. I, I, I when we're done with the games, I got like little things in general I want to talk about. You but got go it. Ahead. Um, I, I do I do want to say real fast. Nets got off to a great start. This was the best, you know, best start I've seen from the Brooklyn Nets in a while. They outscored Charlotte 42 to 23 in that first. Uh, so I was very pleased with that. All right, let's go to the Nets Cavs game. We have the box score up here 114, 113. The Cavs came into Brooklyn and stole a game from the Nets. Uh, Donovan Mitchell absolutely bitch slapped the Nets with about two minutes left. Just a ridiculous performance by D Mitch. Um, and disappointing, disappointing end by the Nets. They were up. I, what were they up, Pete? Do you remember? Oh man, I, I I don't I don't got that right in front of me right now. But they had I they think had, I like, think they were up four. They were up four with like 86 yeah. seconds left or something. Something like that. Or I think it was maybe six even. But it, it was yeah, it was disappointing yeah. for sure. Tough outing. Uh, Mikhail Bridges was the high man with with twenty, but he did not come up in the clutch. So Mitchell beat him up, had some turnovers. Uh, didn't even let him really get the ball out. Um, second, then, I'm sorry, Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas was the leading man, thirty six points because he's on the bench. He's buried on the bench. Now Cam Thomas came in, gave the Nets the offensive surge they needed, uh, and and those are the only two guys who who really could score the ball in this one. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I I tried to erase this from my memory. Every Cavs starter was in double digits. Oh, Max Struess killed us. He absolutely destroyed us. We could not cover him on the perimeter. He had 27. Mitchell had 27. So those guys basically were the leading men for the Cavs. Isaac Okoro had 18. Evan Mobley had 10. And Darius Garland had 15. So. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm trying to talk Harris, to you in the private. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to you in the private chat, but I actually got everything set up from the from the last minute of the game because I wanted to like kind of talk about talk about this with you it's 111 107 one minute left 59 wow. seconds left CJ gets blocked cam Johnson gets blocked right 44 seconds left Royce handoff to bridges turns into a Don- Donovan Mitchell breakaway hey, time out let's left. let's stop there let's stop there right. that okay. was a terrible terrible possession oh. by Brooklyn oh yeah and and Mitchell absolutely just like that was him just absolutely beating the Nets with a bat, taking the ball, going to the dunk. That was terrible. Oh, yeah. that That's – you know what happened? Oh. He got stood up, and then they tried to, like, force into the bridges, gets away. Both of them bump into each other. Somehow that turned into a breakaway. Now 
This is 111, 111, 19 seconds left. Remember, the Nets did not even get the shot off over here. Yes. They remember the ball was like kind of in the corner, and then Bridges just happens to trip and go to the line. He gets the free throw points, and then, of course, that whole mix-up at the end lets Donovan Mitchell hit a game-winning three, and that's it. But there was so much shit wrong with that game. The hockey subs by JV. I feel like there's uh, a lot of hate for JV. And you know what? That game, I think he might have deserved it. He really might have deserved it. You had – well, let me say one last thing. You had, uh, what do you call it? Spencer Dinwiddie getting maybe two shots after halftime. You had him playing two minutes in the fourth. And you had Ben Simmons playing under two minutes in the fourth as well. You put Royce into that that role, and you see what happens. Did you think that was a push-off by Mitchell on Cam Johnson? Uh, For the I three. No. I want to say no. I don't think he ascended, so I don't think it was a push-off. I don't think so either. Yeah, that so that was a weird game, right? Because Spencer Dinwiddie was not involved in that game. Like, he did not shoot the ball. He didn't do anything. Uh, and he was a negative 10 in, in 24 minutes. That was weird. That was that. So, that was the first inclination that I thought, okay, maybe Dinwiddie's going to take a back seat to Ben Simmons and Cam Thomas and, and Bridges. He's going to have to. Um, and we'll get to Dallas in a second because he kind of imposed his will a little bit more in that game. I was disappointed with Nick Claxton in this one. I, I thought he played a, a pretty bad basketball game. You know, he's supposed to be our guy at seven points. Seven rebounds. He was three of ten from the field. He only got to the line one time. Oh. Got to be better. Uh, but we we did play Cleveland pretty tight. I, I mean, look, this was this is a close game in the fourth, and the best player on the probably better team came through. I think the Cavs are a little bit better than us right now. Um, that was really it. Also, the fact that Darius. Darius Garland only had 15. It seems like every time he touches the ball against us, he scores. Yeah, he's a Nets killer, right? I think he's officially a Nets killer. Is that uh can we give that him the title? Yeah, he's also nasty, and I wish he was on the Nets. But yes, he's a Nets killer. We talked about him before. Like he he's just a guy you could plug in almost anywhere, I feel like, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just uh, former Nets game. <laughs> former net Karis Levert, 4 of 17 off the bench, 11 points. Um, not a great game for him, but I think, I think he had some timely buckets when it mattered. All right. We do have to get to this Dallas game. It's getting late on Monday night and we get to probably, (laughs) this was such a tough loss. So the fact that I had to watch this game and then a few days later, watch the giants lose to the jets the way that they did. It's a tough three game stretch for me as a sports fan, you know, losing to the Cavs, losing to the Mavs. And then, Who's into the Jets at, at MetLife. Uh, but this is a basketball podcast. We're going to talk about this game. 125-120 was the final. Dallas over Brooklyn. Luka Doncic hit the most improbable, impossible shot I've ever seen in a basketball game, given the situation. Double teamed by Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal uh, on the perimeter. Time winding down, shot clock winding down, tie game. He takes a one-handed uh, almost hook shot, but he, he kind of, <laughs> it was, it was a hook shot, but it was like a side hook shot, right? It wasn't over the head. It was, yeah. more, it, it was more horizontal than that. And he banks it in. Um, I think everyone other than him was in disbelief. It was just, it was the craziest shot. And you know what, Pete, if you're going to lose a basketball game, I'm okay. Losing on that shot. 
you know what? Uh, I was prepared to like just roast JV again and, you know, a certain player here and there. But like you said, like, listen, there's special players in this league that hit those shots. They hit those shots. And when that happens, how else would you want to like cover the man? He was going to hit that shot maybe one out of a hundred times. But that one time is something special that no one else could probably do. Right. Like, like you said, if you're going to lose, there's no other shot you probably want as, you know, coming from a Dantich. I, I can't imagine anything better, right? He was double teamed and he just threw this shit up when the time was expiring. When the shot clock was expiring. Like, fuck. Basketball is one of those sports where you can do everything right and better offense sometimes just beats better defense. Before mm. that shot, he had hit three threes in a row. All right. He ended up with 49 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. You know, Dallas was in cruise control for most of this game. Net, net, Nets were beaten up on him pretty good. Uh, we outscored him in the second quarter by three. We we lost the third quarter by one. But that fourth quarter started, man, and and, and we were going. Cam Thomas hit a few shots in the fourth. Um, he finished with 30 in this one. Uh, Dinwiddie had a huge first half. He could not miss from, from the perimeter in that first half. He finished with six threes and 23 points. He, he really – had a strong bounce back game after, you know, his disappearing act in Cleveland. But the one guy, Pete, the, the guy we talked about in the, you know, in the first game, Mikhail Bridges, disappointing down the stretch. Only 18 points, 6 to 17 from the field, but he totally, totally wilted in that fourth quarter. Um, he did not come up clutch. And, and, and that was sort of the moment where I thought, okay, maybe this is sort of Cam Thomas's team right now. Until Cam and Claxton gets back and the Nets are whole and, and Vaughn can kind of figure out what he wants to do with the starting lineup. Game two against the Mavs. This was the moment because Cam stepped up in that fourth quarter. He hit a big step back three to tie that basketball game before Doncic hit the improbable one-handed shot. So while this was a loss and it was a heartbreaking loss and, you know, to start the season 0-2 off, off, off that Luka magic was ridiculous. I don't think Nets fans left this this game feeling super dejected. Mm. And you know, like you make a good point. I think a lot of people at first were kind of mad, then it's like you kind of rewatch it or replay it in your head, and uh, there's not much you can do. But I will say this: there are things you can affect and can't affect. Luca making that shot, you could not. There's nothing that you could have done to do about that. But you said someone like Spencer Dinwiddie was hot right early, took only three shots in in the fourth quarter. Mikel Bridges, your our our number one, took guess how many shots he took? Just wondering off the top of your head. In the fourth guess. quarter? Yes. Two. Exactly two. Ben Simmons, nine minutes, one shot. You had Cam. Well, I'm okay. In. I'm okay with I'm okay with that one. Let's let's be real. Uh, how many how many shots do you want Ben Simmons that. shooting in the fourth quarter? Probably three or less. <laughs> well, that's okay, that, that's a fair, but I'm saying, you know, considering the expectations. Cam was five or six. And when you say, like, you know, is this the moment that he becomes the guy for the Nets? Like, it's it's hard for me to name him that after two games. But if there was a situation that it could happen, I guess this is it. I feel very uncomfortable saying, like, he's the face of the franchise. But, like, I, I can't refute the numbers. I can't refute the numbers. Like, this is it. Before they announced that Dinwiddie wasn't coming back in this Hornets game because he had a left ankle injury, it ran through my mind that maybe he thought, all right, like my time in Brooklyn is dwindling. I'm still a really good basketball player. 
but I don't think I'm going to start over Ben Simmons. They're paying him a lot of money. I'm definitely not going to start over Cam Thomas. And I, I just, in my head, I know Dinwiddie isn't built like that. So I, I kind of, once I saw the ankle injury, I was like, oh, thank God. Like he's, that sounds horrible. But I just, I wanted to make sure he didn't walk off on his own merit because that ran through my head. Um, that's how good. Gonna, you thought he was going to quit on them or something? Yeah, for a second. For a second, wow. I thought the way that they were playing, uh, the fact that like Cam has just been going off and, and, and did what he, I think is the first sub to come out. And then in that second, what happened was the second half started Lonnie Walker started the second, the third quarter. And up to that point, no one had said anything about Dinwiddie. So like something in my head was like, or oh, maybe he's just upset because he's not seeing the court as much as he, as he usually is. Um, but no, I was, I was like, okay, no, he didn't just, I don't know. Is that, is that far fetched? I don't know these guys, right? Bro, it's a contract year, bro. You, you got to think, man, you know what? I'm going to be a free agent next year. Let me fucking be a fucking asshole because I'm not starting. If you're a player, why would you want that out there? If anything, you're going to want positive PR, right? So I think you're a little far-fetched there. But again, you know, this, this is the source where everyone's going to shit on me. He's like, you're a big Spencer Dinwiddie fan. Of course you're going to say that. But look at the money. Follow the money. That's what I say. This guy just texted me. He's like, yo, Pete's such a big Spencer Dinwiddie fan. What's I, up? I don't know what, <laughs> what he's texting me that for. Um, no, overall, you know, two almost wins, two tough losses, but you can kind of tell based on the good things that the Nets did, right? So through, through, through mm-hmm. the first two games before this game, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Push the ball with pace, right? This team wants to run. Ben wants to run. Mikhail wants to run. Cam, Dinwiddie, they're built to run. Claxton's mobile. Dorian Finney-Smith is a mobile big man. Royce can push it. They, they are built to push the pace and run defensively. They've been pretty good. Um, you know, obviously, well, yeah, I, I think so. I don't think the score is going to dictate that. But I think outside of, of Mitchell and Luka, I mean, they managed to slow most guys down for the Mavs. No one else really went off. Um, Struess was the guy in, in, in Cleveland with Mitchell that went off. But I thought, you know, for the most part, I, th- I think that first game of the season, both teams are a little shaky. I don't, you know necessarily hang our hat on defense but in this game against charlotte you you saw a lot of the principles that jv's been preaching come to light um the only one to really get his tonight was brandon miller who by the way going to be a very good player absolutely very good player um no i'm i'm thoroughly i'm i'm impressed with what the nets have done in their first three games even though they're one and two right now I, i i'm i've been thoroughly impressed with the good tendencies that they've done sharing the ball you know, the only one really who's been isolating is Cam Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before this game, I think the Nets were like third in assists. They have and a lot of great offensive numbers. But what I wanted to talk to you about, look at last year. We had one of the worst field goal percentages after the All-Star game. I think the worst in the league. And now it's kind of swapped. And we had one of the better defenses after the All-Star break. And now that's kind of taken a hit. I think they've given up over 100 points each game, right? Yes, they have 114, 125, and 121. It's kind of, I don't What do you think about that swap? That's kind of interesting to me, at least. Luca had 14. No, I don't really care. Mm, I, that's fair. The NBA is built for these teams to score. I don't know. Look, I look at each game situational. Luca had 14 points in the fourth. So you take away 14 from 125, that's 113. The Cavs put up 113 in the first game. And then this game was a blowout. The Hornets really, we probably could have held them to ninety if this was a close uh, hundred if this was a close game, but it was a blowout, you know. So they they put up one twenty one. 
Um, I also think, Pete, because we push the pace a lot and we run, that's going to give extra possessions to teams as opposed to playing in the half court, going a little bit slower. Um, that's a good point. I'm trying to think if there's if there's anything we missed. Look, this is this is whatever you say. This has been a fun three games. We've been in every single game. What what is the next game on our schedule? Uh, at Bulls, is it? No, we right? have at at Heat on November first. Oh yeah. So You're at right. Heat on November first. Um, Heat are one and two. I saw Jimmy Butler was sitting out in that game against the Timberwolves. That was weird. Uh, is it? Oh, it's a little weird. I wanted to bring this up, Pete, because look, I, I know you you like to uh, highlight when you are correct on your predictions. And one of your big sort of talking points over the summer was uh, the FIBA team. Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges both played on there. And you said, I'm worried about injury. Um, and guess what? Cam Johnson got injured. First, it was the hamstr- hamstring. Now I think it's what a thigh contusion he has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want to do your victory lap about one of the Nets being hurt? No, I'll, I'll be a gentleman and just rub it in just a little bit. I'll be, a, you know, as a Nets press IG put on Twitter, he tweeted out a couple of the guys that were on the FIBA team, the USA team. A lot of them are starting slow, including Bridges. And this is what happens. This is the, I'm going to tell you why I predicted this. And if you go back to our episode, maybe last week, I said, listen, I think uh, Cam Johnson is going to have a bad year this year. I think he's going to have a nagging injury. So at least, you know, like start at the beginning of the year. And the reason why I say this is just because of all the difference between you're going with your boys on a Saturday, Sunday, you go work out, you shoot for a couple shots, maybe you do a full court, but you aren't traveling. Just you aren't going to a different country. You're not going through like all these extra workouts and stuff. These little things that you might be like, Pete, they're professional players, but it adds up. It adds up. And, you know, hopefully CJ will come back soon, sooner than later. Uh, but had, what was a hamstring injury at first, I think? Or no, that's clacked. But anyway. No, no. Johnson was a hamstring, I think. And then yeah. it turned into a thigh contusion. It's These things are fucking bitches, man. It's gonna, I say he's going to be at least out a month before we see the real one, the real CJ come back. I really do. I'm a little nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. That's, I'm good with that. I'm not going to, you know, I'm a good guy. Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton, we both wish you guys a speedy recovery. Get back as, as quick as you can, but, you know, make sure you're healthy before you do come back. Pete, real fast before we end the show, a few stats I wanted to read to you. I think Ooh, this is extremely okay, interesting. interesting. So through, through three games, right, Cam Thomas leads the way, averaging 33 points a game. Mikhail Bridges, second with 19 points a game. Third is tied between Spencer Dinwiddie and Lonnie Walker, 14 a game. Cam Johnson had had 12 in the one game he played. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith averaging 11 a game. Royce O'Neal, 8 a game. And Ben Simmons, 7 a game. Same as Nick Claxton. And Claxton only played that first game, so that makes sense. Uh, here's, where I, here's where it gets really interesting. What do you think Cam Thomas's field goal percentage is through three games? I'm going to say it's in the 60s. Am I wrong? You're correct. It's 62.5%. Yeah, he's not missing. What do you think it is from what do you think it is from two point range? Could it be like in the 70s or maybe the 80s? He's shooting 71% from two point range. It feels like it. It feels like it. I don't have the stats in front of me, so 
and I'm pretty impressed with myself. The next, the next best shooting uh, field goal percentage is Mikhail Bridges. At I'm sorry, that's not true. It is Dayron Sharp at sixty percent, Lonnie Walker at fifty five percent. What about the you starters? Camp, the starters? What do you mean? Yeah, Dinwiddie's at Dinwiddie's at forty five percent. Okay. Feels Bridges like is at forty one point four percent. So that's not great. That's through three that's games for your bad. That's, that's bad. Yeah. He's shooting 33% from three, and he's only shooting 45% from two. Um, who else we got? I, Lonnie Walker at 55%, and he's taking nine nine shots a game. That's pretty good. What about uh, Doe? Doe is at 50% That's from the good. field. He's at 46% from three. He had a nice, nice shooting oh. night tonight. Um, okay. And you have Ben Simmons at 50%, 0% from three. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till he takes a three. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Can't wait in a good way. In a good way. I'm gonna. If he bricked a three, dude, I would celebrate that in a heartbeat. Me too. Like you wanted to take it, right? You wanted to at least, at least try. I do. I do. I do. All right. First win of the season. You love to see it. You love to talk about it. We hope you love to listen to it. Thanks, guys, once again for listening to another edition of Fireside Nets. With Spen and Pete, tune in next week. We may have a guest or two coming up. You are going to want to listen to that. And as always, Pete, any final words before I uh, before I give the send-off to our kind listeners out there? Sure. I, I got an episode dropping on Wednesday morning with Cash from uh, uh, the pregame spaces. Everyone knows from Nets Cast. That's going to be fun. Follow me at NetFans. You know, check out the YouTube, the Twitters, and that's it. Let's go. I realized I was supposed to come on spaces today, wasn't I? Yeah, so I I, mess, I was supposed to be on it also, and uh, my Twitter kind of got fucked up midway through, so you were okay. I forgot. I went to get some yes, slices of pizza before the game. No, I I was I could have did it in the car. I can I can do a spaces in the car. I got I got a nice little car headset. Next time. All right, catch you guys in the fireside. Peace.